Gaming is for gamers, and workstation is for business users. I'm done. Hey, what? I, I answered the question, did my job. That's what I'm here to do, right? I did it. All right? I'm done. You really want me to explain it? Fine. Fine. I'll exp oh, my God. I left it on. So when it comes to PCs, or at least the Windows ones anyway, all-in-ones, AIOs, tend to have three main titles that the manufacturer puts on them. Nothing, just a blank, gaming, and workstation. So let's start with nothing first, because it seems to be the easiest to explain. Normally this means one of two things. The manufacturer is either A, too embarrassed to put a title on it, or B, wants you to be more attracted to their more expensive products, normally the latter. Before we go anywhere, start off or anything, I want to let you guys know this episode is sponsored by Anchor. Now when it comes to both of these products, gaming and workstation, they're both normally higher spec over those below them without labels. Like if I were to use Dell as an example and select their gaming Alienware Area 51 PC against their Inspiron PC, which is just one of their normal ones, the Alienware wins in almost every scenario. But what if I take the Alienware gaming PC and put it against one of their workstations, like the XPS Tower? Then we have kind of quite the matchup, and the reason for this is because both of them are really, really high spec. Wait, 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 nope, nope, never mind. Um, I take it back. It is not true because the Area 51 destroys the XPS in literally almost every category. <laughs> but there are, there are, nonetheless, there are some legit comparisons between workstation and gaming. So let's just describe them both and then we can get into a final comparison. We'll start with gaming, alright? Alright, gaming. As the name implies, gaming means for business users, right? The products are built to handle business programs. It was a joke. It was a joke, right? It was it was a, just a plain out joke. Um, I don't think that any of you are, per se, dumb enough to think that the gaming product would be for business users. But let's get into it for real now. Gaming means for gamers, and their products are built to handle high-spec games, AAA titles, all that kind of stuff. But the real reason that it can do that at a lower price point, per se, than having to have, like, $3,000 worth of stuff, the reason for this is it has a sufficient CPU. So any CPU tasks that need to happen, it's still made to perform pretty well, per se. But its GPU is top-of-the-line, high-end, prepared to handle almost any game. Now, a common mistake that creative professionals make is going for gaming products because they don't realize that there are special kinds of CPUs out there, GPUs out there, my bad, for more, uh, more like creative professional use, for like editing, um, blender rendering, I don't know. This kind of stuff is better to go with a workstation, but a lot of people don't realize that. 
If your workstation's running on integrated graphics, then no, go for the gaming PC. Or just build it yourself. Build it yourself is always better. But I'm not 100% continuing back onto gaming, but the cheapest gaming PC that you can find that's like about like modern gen, so maybe a gen behind, would be around 600, maybe 700 US dollars. But that's like really, really budget. You're not going to get much out of that. AAA performance is not guaranteed. And the normal gaming PC will cost you, set you back around a thousand US dollars. But the really powerful ones can bring you back two to four grand in the USA. Workstations are made to do productive things. Normally said things require large amounts of CPU power, which is what these desktops are built around. Normally these PCs rely on bad integrated graphics that would have large amounts of RAM, storage, CPU, and with a huge amount of clock speed. You can find these computers inside the office of any businessman or woman and inside large corporate buildings. Many of them like Morgan Stanley in New York City, however, fail to keep on top of the most important Windows updates, as it may have been seen in the news that they only recently updated from Windows Vista to 7. You, that's you right there in the audience, can pick up a modernly spec workstation for around $1,000. That, or you can decide to get the Mac Pro. The iMac Pro. What's the difference? They're all expensive and it's 18 core processor what i don't know how many years it's going to take for 18 pro core processors to become mainstream but boy machine layers ahead in cost and specs Ooh, and i forgot one thing before i said that um most workstations rely on really bad integrated graphics right it turns out that that is only about 50% true, because a lot of workstations are built, like I said before, with the CPU usage in mind, but there are also workstations for professional users, per se, like the iMac Pro that I mentioned before. But these kind of machines, per se, don't rely on the same kind of graphics cards that are put into gaming PCs. I think we mentioned that before, right? Because the workstations come with their own kind of special graphics cards a lot of times. Even though it's going to set you back with a, few, a little bit more money, they're definitely better than, like, getting an RTX 2080, throwing it into your machine, and calling it a day. Definitely better at pro performing in the creative market and the creative tasks. So now, the unsolved question, which one is better? The real answer is not only that it depends on your preference, it does, but also rather your price point, because both will sell similar hardware at a similar price. However, the gaming PC will be more on all around, but with a lot of gaming-based graphics. But so will the workstation? Wait, what? Turns out that when I looked up several workstation computers... Most of them came with no less than a GTX 1060, but a lot of the workstations had no GeForce cards. They featured Quadro cards, which are known to be specifically better at rendering and encoding, like we mentioned before. 
is a big plus for many people in the 3D art, the video, and the audio creativity workspace. Because they win on these kind of jobs. But every single time, the workstation outclassed the CPU and the gaming devices. So unless you're a hardcore gamer and you're really buying the gaming machine, I just think this one goes to the workstations here. The small form factors and the large numbers of performance, they really beat the only advantage that the gaming PCs had, the all-around performance. They both have it now. So although we nominate the workstations as the winner of this war, we just want to dig a little bit deeper. So I took one of Lenovo's workstations and compared it with a few like modifications to meet the needs of like most creative professionals with one of their Y gaming PCs. The workstation was the P520C ThinkStation had an Intel Xeon W2133 with six cores at 3.6 gigahertz clock speed. 8 gigabytes of RAM at 26, about 2600 megahertz, and a Quadro P400, 2 gigabytes. It also had 512 gigabytes in M.2 storage and a 1 terabyte hard drive. The total price for these, with the modifications, was about $1,704, not including tax yet. The gaming PC, I'm sorry, it wasn't a Y, it was the base model Legion T730, T which annihilated the workstation. I'm getting confused now. Its i9-9900K completely won away the game, taking it, taking away one of the main advantages of the workstation, the CPU. The 16 gigabytes of RAM beat the 8 as its counterpart, which puts two points on the gaming PC now. The workstation had a little bit more storage with the same caliber, which won its a point, but the RTX 2080 just did so much better at the workstations, even at its own tasks. So maybe there isn't a winner. Always do your research before buying a PC, because the label really doesn't say anything. Look up benchmarks and compare the value proposition of both. Only then can you make an accurate decision. Or maybe it's just Lenovo doesn't really want to upgrade, update, keep in touch with. Whatever, you guys get it. You, They don't want to keep that one up. Maybe, but I just think that that's a big takeaway from this big fight. So before you guys go, I just want to... Thank everyone for tuning into this episode. Please consider making a donation and subscribing from wherever you're listening from. We have many more projects that we want to take initiative to, including a YouTube channel for more topics and some product reviews. We also just put up a Facebook page for some more frequent announcements, so be sure to check that out at bit.ly slash T-E-C-H-B-Y-T-E-S-M-B. One more time, thanks for listening, and check soon for our next episode.